We hate because we're ignorant. We are the product of ignorant people who have been taught an ignorant thing, which is that there are four or five different races. There are not four or five different races. There's only one race on the face of the earth, and we're all members of that race, the human race. But we have separated people into races so that some of us can see ourselves as superior to the others. We thought it would work, I guess. It hasn't worked. It has been bad for everyone. But it's time to get over this business. There is no gene for racism. There's no gene for bigotry. You're not born a bigot. You have to learn to be a bigot. Anything you learn, you can unlearn. It's time to unlearn our bigotry. This podcast has been brought to you by a four-eyed production. And now, let's start the show. A bitch can't do it like me. No. 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 A bitch can't do it like me. I mean, we are now. Because you over there looking sneaky. (laughs) No, I'm over here dabbing my mouth so that you won't be looking at me with crumbs on my mouth for the whole episode and not telling me. Well, at least we ain't crunching this time. (laughs) I was getting ready to put a chip in my mouth. Okay, so everybody listening, I want you to know that Courtney is not crunching. But it's usually you. No, it's usually us. Don't put me in that, Ricky Bobby. It's usually us crunching. I'm not. Cr- I did all my crunching prior to today. I hate it. Gonna hate. It. Not some of the time, but every time. Listen. And the only reason you're doing that is so that you don't look bad whenever people start hearing crunch and they're like, "Them girls sure are greedy." So you want them to know that it's me. No, I want my trainer to be listening to me and chill. Oh. <laughs> well, girl, that's all you had to say. You know, I got your back. Even if you were crunching, I would, you know, take the blame so your trainer wouldn't think that it was you. Mm-hmm. You out here looking good though. Thank you. I'm trying. I see you. I'm trying. Oh, you looking good. I appreciate you it. Look, you know, like I you put done, my work in. You done dropped the fit. <laughs> <laughs> Why are you so crazy, girl? I don't know. I was born this way. <sighs> I missed you. Missed you too. Oh. Hey, y'all. Hey, you all. We black like we never left. This is the 28th episode of the Culture Shock Podcast. So proud of that. I am too. I was just thinking that today when I was sitting on my couch like, we have really stuck with this thing. Mm-hmm. So... I wrote a um, Facebook status uh, today dedicated to that. I don't know if you saw it yet, but I put your name in it. I haven't. I've been off. That's I've been, good. I'm on it, but I'm not on it. Right. Like, I get on there, I post, a, you know, here and there, and then I make a swift exit. Right. It's, so, that's the right thing to do. <laughs> so, I'll very smart. Take a look. I knew there was a reason I liked you. You're mm-hmm. so smart. Thank you. And black and brown. <laughs> and brown. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I just want to also say that Will Smith, I know we say this all the oh time, he gosh. is the best thing to ever happen to um, Instagram. He wins the um, In My Feelings Challenge. Did you see his yes. last day in Budapest? I did, when he got up on that rooftop. You guys, if you have not seen it, they like, I don't know, what was that, like a um, bridge that he was climbing? Mm-hmm. And he got on the rooftop. Like, they had to go inside a building to get to the rooftop. And then, I guess that's a drone recording him Mm -hmm. at the top of the building, like, doing the In My Feelings Challenge. So cute. And, well, I guess I'll wait. Why does Jaden look so old? (laughs) I don't know. Maybe. Gosh. He's not. These kids need to lay off whatever they own because he, it was a picture they posted of them at the World Cup. And Will Smith is about to be 50. Mm Mm-hmm. And Jaden looks like he is 45. You know what? What is wrong? I was just thinking, maybe because Jaden has been working a lot, like on his music and stuff like that, maybe he's just not getting any sleep. I remember when Rari, I don't know if you know the artist Rari, was like that. 
never sleeping, just always working on his music. And people need their rest. They need to drink their water. They need to eat their greens. And they need their rest. And if they don't do that, now, granted, he had a bottle, his box water in his hand when I saw the picture, because I know what you're talking about from the World Cup. But, um, you know, things. I don't know, but I was perturbed. And I was like, why does he look so old? He need a nap. That's all. One, several. You know I love <laughs> Jaden be tired. Back. Like, exhausted. I was like, boo. What's wrong? Okay. You look like a little zombie. <laughs> Jaden, she don't mean it. I do mean it. That's a that's a public service announcement. Get some rest and lay down. Because your parents got too good of jeans mm-hmm. for you to be looking like that. Terrible. Way, just jeans, awesome. You, It's no reason for you to look that tired. It's time to take a nap. Your album's out. Go lay down. Indeed. Night night. Night night. So, how was your weekend? You did all the things. Maybe I should start with my weekend. Yeah, for the my record, head is exploding. I didn't do anything. I went trying to find some clothes. I'm flustered. Yes, I spent some time with um, my sister Gabby. Though we had a nice little fun time. We had a couple laughs here and there. But the shopping piece, she does not like. I don't like. I know I said it before. I don't like trying on clothes. It's frustrating. And let me just say this little piece. Women, listen, I'm not trying to cut women who, like, love to shop any slack. But what I'm saying is we have to pay. what, And one day we're going to talk about the pink text because that is a real thing. But we have to pay way more for our quality than the men do. And it's so much easier. Like, I went into Belk and just looking through the men's section, like, they have really nice pants on sale. Like, buy one, get two free. Like, when do they do that for women? Never. Because we always need stuff. They never put shapers on sale. Our shoes sometimes are on sale, but aren't really on sale. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? It's just, it's so frustrating. Yeah, we can go and we can get stuff from Amazon or whatever. And it's cute for a little while. But after a couple washes, you know, you need to get rid of it and get something else. So That's why I only, only shop when I, it's... Necessary. Necessary. Same. Because I'm just I'm tired. But the the disadvantage of shopping when necessary is that when you have to find something like in an emergency situation, then you're where I am right now. And you're like, I don't know, I don't have I have X amount of days to find something to wear. So uh I just I need to get that off my chest. That was on your chest. It was, it really was. But that's about it. Now, <sighs> drum roll, please. How was your week? Honey, busy. Okay. Let's just take it all the way back to Monday. I Let's go do back that. To Monday. Because, because I really oh wanted to be, oh man, I was living vicariously through all of you guys' snap messages, all of your Insta stories. Listen. I love Breezy. That is a dancing Negro. Oh. That I tried to tell the people. Dancing I saw him at a Sierra concert one time when she was the headliner. Believe that. It and, was a um, really good show. Crazy all over the stage. It was a really good show, but oh my god! I want you. I'm, I'm saying this on the podcast because I want everybody that listens to hold me accountable. Mm-hmm. I want you to hold me accountable. Mm-hmm. I'm. I promise you this. I never ever want to go. <laughs> anybody's lawn, lawn. again mm-hmm. i said that after the j cole show mm-hmm. i'm i'm not doing it so what happened was it people like teenagers like standing up listen crowding i have never out of all the shows i've gone to beyonce i mean other big names 
Kendrick. Kendrick, Jay. I, I mean, I've been to a Rihanna show before. Like, I have never in my life heard people scream that loud. Like, my... I could still hear the screams in my head when I left. And even he said from the stage, damn, y'all loud. It was ridiculous. And y'all were outside. Yes. I mean, this. Wait, so what? I was just like, what? Who is stabbing a cat? Like, what is happening? <laughs> Wait, so that had nothing to do with the lawn then? Oh, I ain't got there. Okay, he'll get there. The screams. Mm -hmm. Then, you know, I'm sorry, but if you listen to this and you under 25, boo. Y'all don't know how to abide by the law, the lawn rules. When you're on the lawn, you get a chair and you sit down. They really you don't, don't squish up to the you're not, you're not gonna get any closer. Mm -hmm. So they were all squishing up, kept hitting me in the head with their phones, trying to record. And then this is what really got me is you know you may take your little video here and there. Mm -hmm. I turn around, all they're doing is singing into their phone. They're not even looking at the show. So you pay <laughs> you pay you money pay, to you sing pay. into Snap. Into Snapchat. Yeah, I'm to put like, on a concert yourself. What are y'all doing? You could have done that at home. You could have done that all the way at home. So, it was hot. Her was awesome. Mm-hmm. She did really good. It was some other people there that was like one-hit wonders. I had no clue who they were. I definitely was not interested. But I will go see Chris Brown again. But it has to be in an actual venue or I got to get a seat. Right. Like, not no more $20 Groupons. Right. Because, listen, I'm not doing it. No, well, Do not invite do. me. Cause she's not going. Start buying the twenty dollars tickets and then selling them. Because and then getting our seat. My ears. So that was on Monday. Thursday I went on like a modern home tour with um, one of my really 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 good friends, Leslie. Hey Leslie. Hey girl. Um, and that's a that's a whole nother topic because we have to touch on this like gentrification yes and i also have to touch on me being like judgy because i was having a judgy moment but i don't want to go Ooh. there i have to talk to you about that off not uh, not against yeah. her or anything but just you just have to like assess situations for yourself mm -hmm. and not just assume that people are going to be a certain a way certain so way. i learned a lesson mm -hmm. in that so that was on thursday didn't do anything friday saturday I actually went to Atlanta for an entrepreneurial brunch with yes. the, well, it was actually at his house. Okay. At um, the owner of the God is Dope brand's home. He has a, a God is Dope Airbnb now. So it was an entrepreneurial brunch with him and the president of God is Dope, which, which is this guy named Jay Bruzewell. I think that's how you say his name. Okay. And the owner of God is Dope, his name is Sherrod um, Simpson. And he basically just talked to us, which I already kind of knew some of this stuff because I've been following him for a while and he does yeah. a lot of like YouTube stuff. He has a podcast too. And I think either the name of the podcast is called God Made or that was the episode that they were filming for because they were filming while we were there for a, a blog or vlog or podcast, something like that. They were right. filming. Anyway, um, it was basically an event for entrepreneurs to come and like talk to him, ask him questions about how he got started, about production, about marketing. Um, there were there was free mimosas, unlimited mimosas, chicken and waffles, nice coffee, and the house is just so fly. I like each it. room is just like done with like God is dope murals and um, bedspreads and towels and it, it's just it's really 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 nice. I saw your photos. It looked fantastic. I cannot so wait good. to attend one myself. And he's he's having more. So if you don't follow 
the God is Dope brand, then you need to follow them and always look at their Insta stories. Because mm-hmm. that's where that's it was posted first. Mm-hmm. He, posts, he posts a lot to his Insta stories. And um, he has a storefront as well. But, you know, it's just nice to meet good people who are willing to, like, really, like, answer your questions. Like, as soon as he walked in, he was like, hey, like, just all just nice. Mm-hmm. And I was just like, mm. okay. <laughs> like, you know. Um, and, you know, I got to network with a few people. I also met um, this guy named, um, I think it's Felipe. Okay. But he's a stylist. And you know me, girl. I don't forget a face. And when I seen him, I'm just sitting there like. I don't know you. I know you. And then he complimented me on my hair. And that was the girl we was talking. So I got his card. Followed him on Instagram and stuff. So that was really good. I'm, I was tired from the drive. But it was just good to have that experience because if you guys don't know I talk myself out of a lot of stuff mm-hmm. so last minute I was just like nah I ain't going it's too far of a drive I would have beat you I ain't got nobody to go with I'm gonna be by myself but it ended up being like absolutely phenomenal like I just wish I could start that day over again I had so much fun I try not to be violent but if you had <laughs> done that I would have had my fist in your nose it was good it was good um so that was Saturday and then Sunday I actually went to an art show over at Camp North End mm-hmm. at Black Market Charlotte. Mm-hmm. And the name of the art show was Don't Wait Till It's Cool. And it was basically like um, photographers capturing hip-hop artists. Okay. Um, and it was just really cool. It was nice to be able to interact with them and see some of the black business owners that are over there in that, you know, row of establishments. Also, Black Tech Charlotte is over there. Yep. Dub and Swat that. is there. Black Market Charlotte, and there's some more businesses, but I'm not too sure. Um, you know, I feel what like, the name of what the names of them are. I feel like Black Tech Charlotte has like a Ram connection. I might be lying about that, but I'm gonna do some research because I could have sworn a Ram is involved with that. Yeah, and we need to talk about that because I learned some interesting things. Uh, Quentin was there. Yeah, saw Q. Yeah, mm-hmm. I got to see Q and talk to him and um, all that good stuff. So that was Sunday, and then I went home and finished it up with. Dear white people, you know, just <laughs> cap off my night. Full circle. Full circle. Just bring it on back. So that was my week in a nutshell. Um, it was a good week, but I'm tired. But I said that this was the year of focus and I was going to do more things um, to invest in myself business-wise. And so yes, I think I've, I've really done that over the past two days. I mean, I got like photographers, information, um, other business owners here in um in Charlotte that are either starting out or have been established for a while. It was just a really, really, really good time. Um, That's good. So, I'm very proud of you. Thank you, uh, girl. Courtney be trying. Courtney be networking. <laughs> Courtney be networking. <laughs> Courtney be networking, okay? So that was my weekend. Looking forward to another week. It's not as busy, but I still have some things. Yeah. So that's pretty there much is, it. There is a lot of work to be done, but that's okay because we'll spread it out. That's, it's going to get done. That's, Pace yourself. That's what, you know, and I think that, because we had a Q&A with Sharon, I think that's what the main, a lot of the main questions were, was like, how do you manage all this stuff? Yeah. And one thing he said was, you know, you eventually you have to have a good team. Like, you mm-hmm. have to find people that you can trust, that get your vision. That's my and issue. And that can help you execute because there's only so many things that one person can do and do them well uh, well and effectively mm-hmm. so it was just awesome and i think i, I got like a, a newfound fire under my butt you're rejuvenated i'm rejuvenated i'm tired but i'm rejuvenated and i have some actual goals and some and, and plans to 
close out the rest of the year. So 2019 gonna be girl. 2019 gonna be popping. Listen, I said that the other day. I was like, I'm gonna let 2018 finish, but 2019 is about to be the best year of our lives. Yeah, cause 2018 has been good. What the best year of my life? It's been. It's awesome. gonna get better, and it's just gonna get better. So that was my week. But you know what? I'm. I mean it, that. It was just good, and, and, and one thing that I've realized is that, you know, you have to really be grateful with where you are, even if you're not necessarily where you want to be. Yeah. And I'm the type of, I'm a signs person. Yeah. Like, I'll say in a minute, like, God, give me a sign. God, give me a sign. Mm-hmm. And now I'm just like, okay, you ask for these signs, but then when you get them, you ignore them. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to touch on that more, like, towards the end of the podcast, like, with my, you know, inspiration, my good word, and things like that. Okay. But if you, and I said this before, and I think I put it on my Instagram, do not call on, and this is for my religious folks. If you don't believe in a higher power, you know, you can fast forward. But for my folks that do, do not call on the Lord if you do not want an answer. Okay. Okay. You got to be willing to go and do whatever it is that you need to do to get to where you want to be. If you say, I want X, Y, Z, and he starts lining you up, be prepared to do X, Y, Z. That's all I got to say. And I know X, Y, Z is my favorite thing, but you understand. <laughs> okay. okay. You understand. Moving on, girl, because, honey, don't make me preach up in this place. Did you see, uh, speaking of okra, did you see Will Smith um, when he had the Russians telling Cardi B and uh, Offset, congratulations? That was so sweet. Oh, my God. I thought it was the most um, most adorable thing ever. It was. And speaking of Cardi and Offset, I mean, Kiar- that baby Kiari. name is just priceless. It's, it's perfect. It is perfect. It's I don't know why perfect. everybody has such a, a to-do about it. Like, first of all, your mama's name is Belkalis. Alamans are right. your father's name is Kiari Kendrill Cephas like and they're both famous y'all didn't care about North and I feel like that's a horrendous name <laughs> I don't know if I think it's horrendous but I do like culture with a K and then she's named after her dad she's named for her father Kiari yeah just like Tiana and Iman mm-hmm. Junior yeah and um Olympia yeah um, Alexis yeah Alexis is Junior yeah, I don't. Yeah, so so and culture I, isn't a junior technically, but still, it fits them. Yeah, it, I don't think anything else, anything else would be uncivilized. <laughs> <laughs> when I saw it, I was like, well, when you ask them uh, what they do and who they do it for, they can say they do it for the culture. Yeah, so that was cute. Um, and then all I've really seen, I saw her post a picture today, so I guess you know they've had their. First official visit since she had the baby. Looks like they're doing well. And she posted an Instagram video of, you know, people sending her flowers and everything. And some of the bouquets were really nice. But congratulations, Cardi. We love you on the show. So I wonder I wonder what Beyonce sent them. I don't know. But, you know, they sent something. I know they did. I just wonder what it, what it is or if she'll show it. And I it was will, nice. Like, Y'all hating. Nice. It was nice. Whatever uh, it was. Inexpensive. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Moving along. Did you see where London Breed um, has been sworn in as San Francisco's first black male, uh, black female, black male, <laughs> black female mayor? I saw a little bit, but not much. I kind of skimmed over it, but I, I think I saw her face and kind of like, you know, them talking about the historic win and yeah. X, Y, Z. So you kind of fill us in on 
what's going on. What's going so, on? So she's relatively young. I don't want to misquote, but I believe she's turning forty four this year. I mean, like um, less than a month away. Um, but she is the forty fifth mayor that the city has ever had. She's been the acting mayor since last year mm-hmm. when Mayor Ed Lee passed away. I don't, you know, know what Ed passed away from, but she's been acting as mayor. So she started um, 2013. She was elected to the Board of Supervisors. And then um, she's been acting as president of that board since 2015. Mm-hmm. And then, of course, like I said, 2017, the mayor passed away. She's been acting as um, mayor and now she's been elected as the first black woman mayor ever Go, for girl. San Francisco, which I will be going to in like a week and a half. Yeah, I know. So. I'm jealous, but it's okay. I know. Next time, we're going to pack you away. Um, and then, what else happened in the world this week? So A lot, actually. Um, I don't think we're going to get to it, but... I hope that we... Well, I know we're not going to get rid of it, but... Papa John's and that sweet sauce. Yeah. First, Which of all, I said, first of all, I don't even eat Papa John's. I just because said it's it. Nasty. It, that sweet sauce used to make me sick on my stomach anyway. I've, it's got full blown sugar in it. Like you can taste it. It's sweet you and know, nasty. You know what's crazy? Just like the boss. Somebody asked uh, me, so are y'all done with Papa John's? And I was thinking, we've been done with Papa been John's. Been done. First of all, I didn't like it anyway, but I used to tolerate it for everybody else who loved it. But then with the whole kneeling situation, I've been done. And I'm going to let you finish. But did you I'm see? Domino got the best piece of all time. Okay. Um, I don't know about that because jets be popping. Well, but, I'm um, talking about delivery. Does okay. Jets deliver. Uh, yes. They do. Just not over here. But you know, like I said. Anyway, you know, you did you see where Morehouse is allegedly suspending their campus diner relationship yes. with the pizza franchise? And also, I think what's funny is now he's trying to say that. Nope. This company, it's called the the laundry company. They are um like a um ad agency, okay. and that's who he was on the phone with when he allegedly made these comments. Yeah, you know, using the N word, and now he's trying to say that the company was uh, allegedly trying to extort him and and try to get six million dollars out of him, saying if you give us six million dollars, the tape will go away. But my thing is, if you'd have never said it, it wouldn't have been a reason to extort Le- you. I- what does it have to do with anything, B? That's just what he's saying with his overly uh, hydrofacial face. Like, Ooh. is it just me or is his face like... Looks like plastic. Yes. It's yeah. like leather. Like, what are you doing to your face? I'm sorry. Like, are you just getting that many chemical peels or facials or... What are you doing, sir? You look a mess. And that pizza is nasty, so good riddance. I just want to... See, here's the only issue that I have with it, which is the same issue I have with... Uh, certain franchise or a certain family that I will not be naming at this time. But my thing is, it doesn't matter. Like, when we throw... The, it does matter, okay? Let me back up a little bit because I, I don't boycott for no reason, right? So, my money will... Like, they'll never get my money mm-hmm. again. Like, even if I'm buying it for somebody who likes it. But the point is, no matter what happens at this point, like, yes, you can cut off the revenue going forward, but he's already rich. Mm-hmm. He's already rich. That's I'm serious. That's why we really, and every day, I'm trying to get even better about it. Like, seeking out black businesses. We have to start more black businesses. Like, I'm less likely to to need to boycott a business for being racist. And not saying, like, racism doesn't trickle into the black community by way of 
you know, the Caucasian community and like how we operate with, with each other, although black people cannot be racist, which is a whole nother conversation for a different day. You know what I'm saying? Right. But like the way we treat each other and the systemic racism that has plagued us for the duration of our lineage here in the United States, et cetera, et cetera. But my point is I'm less likely to have to boycott a black business for treating me unfairly or saying something that's going to offend me based on my race. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Not saying I should only support black business. I'm just saying we just need more, man. We need to do more supporting of black businesses. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I think it is something to be said to when even like my doctor, my primary care doctor, whenever... I talk to her about like referrals for certain things. Mm-hmm. She'll ask me, she'll say, what's your preference? Black, white, mm-hmm. male, female, what do mm-hmm. you want? Because, I mean, if I have the option to support someone who looks like me, that's what I'm going to do. Mm-hmm. Not to say that I won't because I have had other physicians in the past that aren't. And it's not to say that I have ever had a bad experience, but why not? As long as the service is good. I'm yeah. not going to go somewhere that's terrible. And so funny with, with regards to this papa john situation i've been saying like i always want there's so many things i want to do but yesterday i was like i really wish i was in a position to open up a pizza parlor i always complain about how like even in the community that i live in right now it's fine over here nobody delivers here Mm-mm. why i had a when i first moved into the house that i'm staying in the dominoes closest to me would come and then it's out of the blue they stopped i just coming. weren't on their list anymore that's ridiculous because your neighborhood is relatively quiet. Like It's the surroundings. You know, so they just cut out. They'll cut out that whole area, that, that whole whatever. I can't remember what kind of radi- what the radius is, but he says everyone in a certain amount of radius, we don't deliver mm-hmm. over there anymore. And I'm just like, what? Luckily, there's one in Noda that will deliver to me, but still. Mm-hmm. Why? So it just it sucks, but we, we have to do better with supporting black businesses that way they can continue to grow and not only grow but create opportunities for other businesses yes. to flourish too. Right. Because black neighborhoods are a gold mine right now. That goes back to what I was talking about with the gentrification aspect because that the house that I went and toured this past week, seven hundred and fifty thousand dollars is mm-hmm. right beside Johnson C. Smith University. Mm-hmm. Right beside it. Mm-hmm. So $750,000. Yes. And, and the good thing about it is the people that the majority of the people that have invested and got this on the ground are of color, mm-hmm. but you know, you don't know who's going to buy it. Mm-hmm. And then what that will look like for the community that's always been there. Right. So that need, that that's why it needs to be more of us doing that, mm-hmm. those types of things. So just my spiel, but let's talk about this before we move on. Please. Azalea Banks. <laughs> well and out. I, 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 have, okay. I have feels about it. Did you see it? I, I didn't see the episode, but I saw the, the conversations and what each side has said. Okay, talk to me about it. Because <laughs> I saw a little bit, but... So... <clears throat> I need to know. Basically, Azalea Banks was asked to be a special guest on Wild and Out. Correct. And... According to her, it had already been made known that she wasn't going to participate in any of the joking and the cracking and freestyle or whatever. She was just there to perform. But hey, I'm going to tell you right now, that doesn't out, even make sense. I'm not right a wild and out watcher. Right. I used to be. 
or well, no watcher, viewer. I used to be a viewer, but and I support a lot of the people that are on that show and have a lot to do with that show. Yes, same. But it's just so much. It's only but so much I can take. Okay. And I'm just be like, really? So right. I support them, and I'm happy that they're doing their thing. But I, I'm just, I just don't watch it. Right. But when I did watch it, like at its inception, like at the very beginning, everybody that appears as a musical guest always. Always participates in it's, all the skits and acts and jokes and the freestyle and the teens. And they can take a joke. Right. Okay. But but she has some serious insecurities and self-loathing issues. Azalea so she Lunda. is probably, she's not one to participate in that. Right. Which. Then don't go on the show. That's, and you got, woo, you got so much mouth, but you can open your mouth and say, hey, I'm not doing that. Right. Whenever the free when that starts, I'm leaving. I'm not like, why don't you just do that anyway? Right. So basically, she said that they talked about her skin color and called her ugly, and that nobody, none of the other black men on there, took up for her. You know, there were white girls on the stage, and nobody picked on them. And then one thing that really disturbed me was when one because there were several things that she said. The first thing that really disturbed me is when she mentioned that. This is why I never let niggas around me. What? And I'm just sitting here like, girl, you, you <laughs> I already you got live feelings. with one. I already you looking got in feelings. the mirror at one. I mean, what are you talking about? The way you act, clearly. Bruh. You looking dead in the mirror at one because you acting real ignorant. Anyway. Listen. So, she She said, must have never ridden the school bus in the hood. Do you know what I got called as a kid just being on the school bus? But I think she did because she always talks about how she grew up with... In, Cause I think she's from the Bronx and she grew up with a lot or she may be from Queens. She's somewhere okay. where there's a high population of Spanish people. Okay. And she talks about being babysat by them and being picked on for being dark and being different. So she has this issue with this. So why doesn't she have it? I'm not saying she should have an issue with Hispanic people. Cause it's the same situation. I talk about like with black men who only like white women because they got picked on by black women. So I'm not saying have an issue with them, but I'm just saying like, why is she mad at black people all the time? Why does it feel like she's mad at black people all the time? Because, because we're black and we like being black. Because it's it's self hatred. Anyway. Okay. Um. So, you know, she posted that, and then she said, if I were to make fun of Nick Cannon for having lupus and being weak and sickly, or that he'd be dead in a year, then I'll be the bad guy, right? But you said it just right. now. Right, and what does that have to do with anything that they said? Because Nick didn't say anything to you. Right. Anyway, so Nick responded, like, of course, like a PC response. And was just like, I'll be praying for you. Mm-hmm. And she commented back and was like, you need to pray for your immune system. <laughs> I'm laughing because... who? Listen, I've never met Nick Cannon in person. But just based on the degrees of separation mm-hmm. and the interactions with my peers that he's had. I always only hear good things right, about Nick too. Cannon and the way that he treats people. So you're butt hurt because of something that you shouldn't be hurt but hurt about anyway, right? At someone who didn't do anything to you and and now you wanna like hit below the belt. Yeah, yeah. That's why she don't have any good luck. I'm serious. You cannot treat people that way. Did you see? The so only you, one thing is, I do want to see who called her ugly because it ain't too many cute people on that show. But my thing is, <laughs> that I was have, my only issue. I'm just like, who called somebody ugly? Because the man, I don't know if he did. But B. But the, 
I know. Ugly is something that just it's like a last resort diss. Like so what? You could call me ugly today. It does not mean I'm gonna probably just laugh at you. Like Azalea knows she's not ugly, or but maybe she, she doesn't. Okay, obviously. but she's not an ugly person, so I wouldn't have even taken offense. But I think she has this issue with black men, black women. This whole dynamic of the belittling the misogyny which is what she says but then she turns right around and does crazy insane says crazy insane stuff anyway the person that i saw like really you know being vocal about you know we didn't say this it was only two jokes and she couldn't handle it and then her song was whack was emmanuel the, hudson and i hope he didn't call her ugly that's the um, asking all them questions. <laughs> I, hope he did. I hope he did. But even if he did, man, it's wilding out. It I'm sorry. It is, but the. There's the, I, I get be it. Quiet. Because somebody. Quarter Quarter because somebody could call him ugly. He's been called ugly before. Like, it's wilding out. I'm, I'm sorry, man. Like, I just. Unless they got on there and just call her, like. But I what, couldn't even but think what of, other girls have been on there that they called ugly? I don't know because I don't watch the show like that. So you're, I can't defend that. But I'm just saying, if I went on Wildin' Out, I, it, it, for me, it would be no no holes barred. Like, I just assume, with with the exception of, like, I, I don't, unless you made me walk, unless I walked away and I was feeling, like, totally degraded, like. Which, apparently, you, she was. Because if they talk about your skin. And then, or no matter which way, if they talk about your skin and say something about you being black or too black, then turn around and call you ugly. Okay. I would, I would and this is just me personally. That's what so, the, what listen, was, what was said verbatim? Because I go, need to know. I don't know, but let's go back a few episodes. What have I already said? I don't like to crack. Okay. Okay. It's going to okay. piss me off. Right. So I wouldn't even have participated so in that. So perspective. Perspective then, so right? So I'm not saying that anybody's wrong or right right but at the same time i just feel like it's e- it would be easy for me to say oh xyz but i don't know how i don't know how she really feels about this and given the fact that she's someone who always has an issue mm-hmm. with you know allegedly people coming at her for her for being a dark girl for coming at her for not looking a certain way for you know I would just, I, I just would, I don't know. Either I wouldn't go on the show or, I mean, come I, on, man. I just, I, I agree with that portion. I think about the number of times that they've dragged Nick about Mariah or his divorce. Like, divorces are sensitive subjects, but he's taking all of that in stride or, like, how terrible his music is. But he keeps making music. Like, Nick, Nick Cannon, like, cares about his music or just other stuff that people get cracked on. And I, I'm sure you've read this, but for the people who haven't seen it, um, and forgive me because I don't know what the blurred out word is, but this is what Emmanuel said. Azalea B came on the show, got called ugly, tried to joke back. So she didn't just stop at that point. Like she tried to crack back, which the camera was rolling. So whatever, but it's not a live show. It didn't work. Oh, I, I added that part. Sorry. Back to Emmanuel. <laughs> it didn't work. Cried, then performed a week Asked Forever 21 shopping song. He said, nothing more, nothing less. Literally, there were two jokes made about her. They weren't even bad. There was a blank reference, which could be the B word or whatever. And she was called ugly. That's it. She tried to joke back. It didn't work. And the producers stopped the game because they knew she was headed for the deep fry. 
She left the first game, came back, and didn't say a single word until her performance. After the show, she performed a song, but the moment was ruined, so we, the cast, started pretending to be models as she was performing and saved her from further embarrassment. The end. She wasn't ambushed or tricked. She was just bitter and a weak special guest. So why was she... Why was you trying to save her from embarrassment? You mean the song? Yeah, like after the fact. So after the producers... Or like, save her from embarrassment after you called her ugly on national television. It was a song. So the song oh. was later. They they cut the show. The producers just cut, you know, because she wasn't having it and it just wasn't going well, the flow. I, I would imagine based on, like, production and stuff, it wasn't going well. But she's the musical guest, right? So when it was her time to do the song, I guess the crowd wasn't feeling her. So the cast started pretending to be like models while she was performing, Mm -hmm. is what he's saying, to try to save her act. And I could to- I could totally see that happening, but we'll just have to wait and see if they air- actually air the episode. I have to see it because I just there's a I don't know I just I'm just saying me personally knowing how I am I don't want to be called ugly on national television. That's just me. You wouldn't go. It could be a, it could be a, definitely not. It could be a joke. It could be whatever. Because the first thing I'm gonna do is start talking about your mama. Mm-hmm. Right, and then but see, then you're gonna be mad. Then I'm gonna be all because that's that's see that's why I don't like the joke because that's what men do. They say something about you, then you say something to them, and they get offended, and then you all kind of bitches, and you ugly, and you black, and it, I don't have the time. Not to say that that is what happened, but I've been in a situation where it's led to that. So I that's I think that's why I feel a little bit for her because she's clearly already insecure. I don't know why she. I don't know why, who thought this was a good idea, but knowing how she is about this type of thing and already feels like she's prejudged and people call her ugly and people pick on her about her skin color, I just don't feel like that was a good fit. I would be mad at my agent then or whoever's responsibility it was to like get me signed up for something to give me some promo. Like I, wanna I would talk. not be mad at the Wild and Outcast for doing what they do week over week. When I tell you I have seen them break their friends down into some awful jokes. Like even Wendy Williams has been on the show and you can imagine some of the things that they would say to Wendy Williams. Like everybody has been on that show and they know what to expect when they get there, when they get there. Some of the prettiest girls I've seen cracked down on because that's what the show is about. So I don't, I don't, I would feel for Azalea or anybody else in those shoes. If I knew they had low self-esteem and they were walking down the street or hopping on the subway or they were at their own concert and people were booing them and saying those ugly things to them or if they got ambushed at an interview but not on a wild and out stage just don't go there i don't know why she went yeah. i just don't i just don't like the listen you you start calling me out my name we getting slapped so that's but i don't i know me right. i don't do those types of things right so i can i can understand where she's coming from if she made it known that she wasn't participating in that and then they went ahead with it I don't know we'll have to wait and see okay I just wouldn't I I don't know alright but she always in something so that's that just goes she's just always in something so 
Do we want to segue from Mazelia Banks and talk about Tiana Taylor a little bit then? You can talk about Tiana Taylor. I mean, I don't need to. I'm tired of people (laughs) trying to justify this 23-minute EP. I don't, I don't want it. I don't. Now it's supposed to be re-released and all of this. Listen. Wait, what? Yes. Where you hear that? It was on the, it was on Joe Budden's podcast. You be knowing all the things, girl. You said I know all the things. You know all the things. They were basically saying that it was supposed to be some type of re-release happening okay. where it was supposed to be stuff that wasn't on there. The first. I don't know. I just think we just need to start from scratch. <laughs> just start over. Let's start over. Just start from scratch. And you know what? He said the same exact thing that I said. Why is WTP coming out that never would have made it? Why? Who said that? Joe, Joe Budden said that. And I'm like, thank you. It makes absolutely no sense. No, that's true. Um, no. But I'll so- let you go ahead. And I love you, Petonia. But I'll, you let me down. <laughs> and that's no tea, no shade, no nothing. You let me down. So, Tiana, I don't even know where it is now. But I know Tiana posted something like a video um, and she had a caption going that was basically saying she didn't mean to sound ungrateful. Um, she just, it wasn't what she expected the album, you know, she didn't expect it to be reduced to 23 minutes or whatever, however long it is. Um, but she basically loves, you know, her good music family. She's very grateful to Yay. very, very grateful for the relationship that she has with Yay. I wish I could find it, but um, I don't know where it is. Um, yep, I do. So it says, for for a better clarity of my publicized emotions towards my album, I love my album. And I never said that I didn't and believe in my album with all of me. I'm going to stop right there for a second because I'm the one on this show who said, I believe that she's unhappy with the album. And I stand by that I statement. Do I do. I because really do. Because why would you have to do all of this? Right. Because somebody got on her. About. And, yeah. Yeah. So. It goes on to say, my complaints never came from a place of anger, but more so from a place of hurt that I felt that I owed the world more, which is to your point. After five years of patience, I could have anticipated the culture would be hurt that all I had to offer was uh, 23 minutes. I have a very loyal and active fan base that I'm extremely indebted to and that I'm extremely dedicated to. Though a shortened version shocked me upon its release date, I appreciate my brother Ye for helping me Produce my most vulnerable, personal, and soulful album to date. I think that our collaboration on this album shows and proves to add to the culture we creators promise to push forward. I never meant for my passion to be mistaken for ungratefulness, however. I'm always open to agreeing and disagreeing. That doesn't take away from the bond I share with not only Ye, but all of the good music family. Y'all know I'm a keep shit a book, KTSE, and last... But not least, I want to thank everyone for the love and support of KTSE. So, <clears throat> there's that. I, I mean... And then another thing, too, that Joe Budden said was, I don't know where she said this or what, what show she was on, but basically, she didn't even know that the album was out. One of her friends called her and was like, hey, your album is up. Yeah. How, how, how does this work? How are you an artist and you don't even know these things? So how how long is she like? How many albums does she have right. to release with good music? Because that may have that may have something to do with it. Like you don't want to be ousted by your peers, perhaps. I'm just speculating. I don't know. I really do like Tiana Taylor, so I'm just trying to figure it out. Well, it's not mine to figure out. I like the girl. I like songs from her album. 
I think that she's unhappy with it. I can see why. And I'm one of those people that's like, dang, if you really meant something, please don't come back and apologize for just having feelings, you know? So I don't know who made her feel like, and I'm sure she heard somebody say this. She would be like, she doesn't do anything that she doesn't want to. But it, the mood that I get from the statement is like she, somebody got on her. Because she keeps saying, I'm not ungrateful. Right. As if someone has said you acting ungrateful. Which I, I have feels about that because I, you think, never mind. Right. Okay. And she keeps saying to my brother, yay. Yeah. Is that who you feel like you're being ungrateful towards? Right. Or who you've Or been somebody made. said that? Mm-hmm. I don't know. But I'm not going to sugarcoat because it ain't putting nothing in a dollar in my pocket. Correct. I was, I was not pleased. No. And I even went back and tried to listen again. And I just could not. Right. You know, now the WTP song, I could see, listen to that again. I, I work video. out to that. Yeah, but some of the rest, no thank you. This we, too much. No thank you. This this way too much. <laughs> but Tonya, get it together, boo. Okay. Shout out to Serena Jamika Williams. Woo! That's her middle name. I didn't yes, know. it is Jamika. She got a black name. <laughs> she got all Compton name. Girl, Serena Jamaica. Braided, uh, beaded, uh, braided shells and things. Like, like Aunt Song. Okay. Remember Aunt Song? I do. I do. Come with them braids, bead shells and things. I love it. I will never <laughs> forget Troy, the Troy Williams the sisters. I will never forget the first time I saw them on television. Shout out to their father. Um, but yeah, Miss um, Williams, Mrs. Well, she didn't. Did she take his last name? I don't know. Probably Maybe not. on paper, but yeah, we still gonna call her still, Serena Williams. Yes, lost at Wimbledon um, to Angelique. I uh, think her last name is Kerber. She's uh, the young lady from Germany. Mm-hmm. If you you remember, like time is flying by, but Serena just gave birth ten months ago mm-hmm. to Junior Alexis. And um, did you see where like her husband, the co-founder of Reddit, like put his little message out there about how? amazing she is and how she's going to be holding a trophy soon because she has a trophy at home Mm -hmm. and how um you know just 10 months ago not too long ago a few days after their daughter was born she was he was watching her go into surgery and neither of them knew if she was going to make it out yeah she's been through a lot of health scares yes in 10 months girl a lot even with the blood clots Mm -hmm. before and uh, just a lot of she's overcome a lot of obstacles which is why she just She's very frank, and she just doesn't care. Mm-mm. And I didn't realize she speaks as many languages as she does. Mm-hmm. She's just so amazing. Smart and beautiful. Yep. And she's on the cover of a magazine this month. She has a beach hat on, and the, it says the, wor- the words like the boss or something. Okay. I don't know if it's like in style. It's, it's, one, it's a fashion magazine. Right. But she's on the cover this month. I saw it. I saw where she said, um, with regards to her law, she said, for all the moms out there, I was playing for you today, and I tried. Aww. I love that. I and we too. love Serena, and I'm very proud of her. I am too. You know, she's just another reason for me to be proud to be black. Um, so we're still rooting for her, and we know that she's going to take plenty more W's home. Yes, she is. Not worried about that at all. Okay. Mm, what else, girl? Um, I had a bit of interesting news, and this may be a little bit too nerdy for some of y'all. But, well, not really. Do you Hmm. watch Queen Sugar? I, Queen Sugar, Queen Sugar. That's where all the beautiful black people are on, right? So. In Louisiana on the Sugar sugar Bar. 
so I tried to because it's got my um I don't know her real name, but she played Tara in the um Rutina. True Blood. Rutina Wesley. Oh, she's so beautiful to yeah. me. Um, but I, I tried to watch a couple episodes, but I don't, you know, we don't have cable or whatever, so I don't know like how to watch all the episodes, but I know what show you're talking about because they look good. That's true. Um, anyway. Ran so, off on the plug twice. Yeah, okay, twice. <laughs> no, because you do that in real life, you don't get shot. Anyway, <laughs> <laughs> when he said it, I'm like, bro, you still love? Anyway. But the reason why I mentioned Queen Sugar is because if you watch Queen Sugar, basically they are a black family that's trying to reinstate their father's sugarcane farm. Mm-hmm. And it's basically surrounded by big, larger farms owned by white people. Yes. And they're doing everything in their power to continuously push out this black family because they have, like, prime real estate on their farm. Correct. So, um, down in um, Mississippi, there um, were some black farmers. And there's actually... um, an association called the Black Farmers and Agriculturalists Association. And the president of that, um, of that organization named Thomas Burnell um, had come across some interesting findings given that a lot of black farmers in the South were experiencing extremely low yields on their returns this past Oh my God. Past I, years. I read this story. So, um, this is crazy. I'm sorry. I can't wait it's for you so to get crazy. it out. So, so good. he basically said, you know, we're, if we're all getting our seed from the same place, mm-hmm. it's not just raining on their farm. It's raining on our farms. Like everything is the same. Mm-hmm. Then why are we not producing as much crop as they are? Yes. So um, they had discovered that they were basically yielding one tenth of what the neighboring white farmers were yielding um, for their return on their crops. And so the differences were so startling that they actually took their seeds to Mississippi State University to have them tested, and they found out that they were being sold fake seeds. What have I said before on this show at least twice? White people be with some other shit. Why would you do that? Why, <laughs> Why? would you do that? I'm giving. Can you imagine how many farmers in the past have just given up, sold their farms or whatever because they're not bringing in the crop they need to to yield whatever income they need to sustain their family? That pisses me. Like I, I could shake the table mm-hmm. right now. Every time I think about it, it really makes me angry. And it was one farmer within the association that said he spent ninety thousand dollars on. It's called Stein Seeds. Mm-hmm. He spent ninety thousand dollars, and they weren't even real seeds. Like how? What is it that I want to know? Like how that went down? Like y'all got a separate pile for the black people mm-hmm. whenever they come in, and you're like, if black people come in, like. So it's got to be like a family business then, right? Because you can't hire somebody out where you could. But how many people could you hire off the street and be like, okay, if the black people come in, give them these. If the white people come in, give them these. Depending but, on where, where you at, I don't know. I don't put nothing past nobody. You know what? It's, I, I don't put nothing past nobody. And if, because people crazy. If I was somebody who had lost my farm or sold my farm and I found that out, I'm coming back for your behind. I'm suing you. It's going to be like a, a civil case or whatever. That's like economic oppression and racism. Agric- Boom. Is agricultural racism a thing? We're going to say it is today. We're going to say it is today. That's what it feels like. It's just racism, feels very, period. feels very racisty. <laughs> <laughs> you cannot make up new words I just on this made show. It up. Racist-y. I, I just made it up. It's very racist-y. 
<laughs> racist, racist-ish. It's very racist. Y'all know I ain't that slow. It, it's very racist and it's unfortunate. And it just put me in the mindset of Queen Sugar because those were some of the things, not to that extent, mm-hmm. but those were some of the things and the tactics that they were using to basically, um, you know, intimidate them and push them off of their land, like trying to get them to sell. And you know that. I'm <laughs> sorry for laughing. I just can't get over it. I, I, it. I, it's not like I don't believe that it's happening. I know for a fact that it's happening. Oh, yeah. And not just in, you know, agriculture, but in every aspect mm-hmm. of life. But it's just hilarious. I'm laughing. You know why I'm laughing? Why? Because the, I'm laughing at the hilarity behind the lengths at which people go to oppress black people and then convince them that they are not oppressed. Mm-hmm. And it still does not work. Mm-hmm. It still doesn't work. Like, you know, are you done with that story? Yeah. Okay, like, for instance, look at your girl, Um, what's her name, Jay Collin, that's making money moves at the age of 28 because she owns a, um, she's like the youngest franchise owner of a McDonald's in history. Money moves like you. You cannot keep black people down. I don't care what you do. That that reminds me. Um, I always have to go and revisit a seat at the table every once in a while when I feel my blackness getting tested. So <laughs> <laughs> that must be often blackness getting tested. So I had to go back and revisit a seat at the table. And when I tell you, I love when. Girl, I was about to say Malcolm X, Jesus. I love when Master <laughs> P I am Malcolm X. I love when Master P says, You can't pull the plug on us until us is over. And That's he's like, right. not me. Like that and when right. I every time I hear it, it's just like that is right. You cannot pull the plug on us. Right. You can't. You cannot. We're not going anywhere. We haven't gone anywhere. You and couldn't you couldn't beat us to death. You couldn't Lynch us to death. You couldn't, you couldn't drown us drown to death. Us. You couldn't feed us to alligators. Tar us. You tried it. Tar and feather us. Like, you tried to do all of these things, and we are still here. Yeah. Flourishing. Looking good. We, we've we already caught up. I mean, just look at the way black people move in society. Like, man, I'm telling you. Like, I know on a regular basis, sometimes depending on the community that you, you are in, because I don't... Depending on where you are now, like, sometimes you speak from a place of privilege, myself included, because I'm not where I was. You know what I'm saying? But black people are still here, and they're still pressing, and they're still surviving, and they're still achieving. Even people who don't have the means are raising their children and setting their children and grandchildren and nieces and nephews and even siblings in the same house, like older siblings who might not have certain advantages are setting their younger siblings up to like achieve like i'm just so proud to be black i can't say it enough me too and anybody who anybody who is against this against us i'm against you too yeah period i don't want to hear it Mm-mm. case closed <sighs> i'm sorry so many things um Oh, can we talk about the Emmy nominations right quick? I yeah, know it's not happening until September, but I just want you guys to be aware. Because they be they done BS my girl. But go ahead. Oh, I, okay. Let's let's touch on that. They done BS my girl. So these are the Emmy nominations. I'm just some of them I'm just gonna let you guys know like who's involved or whatever, and then you can, you know, kind of do the research or we can talk about them from now until September. But the Emmys will um air, I believe, September the seventeenth of this year 
So the Emmy nominations for people of color are Donald Glover. So I believe Donald Glover is getting a nomination as well as Atlanta. Mm-hmm. Um, Brian Tyree Henry, um, Zazie Beats, all I think of Atlanta, Issa Rae, of course, mm-hmm. Tiffany Haddish, Jeffrey Wright, which is one of my faves, um, Tandy Newton, Tracy Ellis Ross for Blackish, Sterling K. Brown for This Is Us, mm-hmm. I love him, Viola Me Davis, too. Mm, yeah, he's good, yeah. truly, um, Njobu <laughs> from Black Panther. Mm-hmm. Uh, Viola Davis and Cicely Tyson, I think, both for How to Get Away with Murder. But they also talk about Viola Davis's role in the crossover episode of um, Scandal. Mm-hmm. Samira Wiley, who I'm also in love with, but now hers is for The Handmaid's Tale. Yes, yeah. so good. I just finished that too last Did you? I haven't. <laughs> yes, but so you good. can still spoil it for it's me. It's so good. It's just so good. Just know that June... Mm-hmm. It's crazy as hell. I believe it. And she pisses me off. If you haven't watched The Handmaid's <sighs> Tale, man, please get somebody's password. I mean, if you don't <laughs> have one of your own. Um, Cat Williams is also nominated for Atlanta. Oh, which the Atlanta. Yeah, the few it. episodes of Atlanta that I saw, he was really funny in. Um, Lin-Manuel Miranda, who I love. Who's that? He is the um, creator of um, Hamilton. Uh, yeah. Okay. So, listen, finally, finally, it is happening. I knew you were gonna that's why I said it like that. I told you that's like the first song I really, really learned after I watched like one video. That's CZ Benniston, right? Yes, girl. Um, Kenan Thompson, yay, for Saturday Night Live. Saturday Night, yeah, yeah. awesome. He and Leslie Jones, um, Kenan Thompson has been the man for like years, so. Finally, it's about time. T- Listen, Titus. And Drummond. Yes. Yes, he deserves. S- for the unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt. He deserves. Wanda Sykes, Maya Rudolph, John Legend, uh, Ron Cephas Jones, Anthony Anderson, my career crush, Regina King. Mm-hmm. What did she get it for? Seven seconds. Okay. Did you watch? Oh, it's no, so hard somebody, to watch. No, somebody y'all. ruined it and said what was going to happen, so I just was did like, they? I'm not going to waste my time. Whoever did that, shame on you. Because there's no... No the, point in putting my chest through all of that undue stress. The quality of the, the it's, it's so good. It's so realistic. Um, Adina Porter, uh, Letitia Wright, Bruno Mars. Um, again, I said these are people of color, so it's like two or three people in here who aren't black, but still. Um, Brandon Victor Dixon for Jesus Christ Superstar Live, which I also think. Don't quote me on this, but I think that's what John Legend is being nominated for. I think he's participating in that. And then The Daily Show with Trevor Noah mm-hmm. and RuPaul's Drag Race. I, I was looking at a YouTube, this girl that I follow on YouTube, and they were kind of dragging. RuPaul? No. Who? Trevor. What did he do now? It was with that whole Not now, Tommy but... Lauren situation where he basically did this blog and tried to basically say that we should sit down at the table with people who don't think like us and everybody black was like no trevor she's a racist like i'm not gonna we're not gonna keep explaining the same things to them over and over again i have to sit with that for a minute before i give some thoughts because my my as soon as you said that my brain went to okay then the times where black people have gone on her show. Are we mad at them too? Like I, I, I can remember. Um, when Charlamagne went on there. 
Yeah, but they, he's not the only one. They were upset with him too. Okay. Um, and I can. But but unlike people, unlike when people go visit Trump, like those pe- black people go on um Tommy or went on Tommy's show to basically tell her about herself in front of everybody else. Yeah, but I feel they. Were, I'm saying that it was an an article on a YouTuber that I was speaking with that basically felt that from Trevor's. He did like a blog post or something about, I guess, because he started getting some flack. Mm-hmm. And it was just like, you can't, and this is what they, these are not my words. Yeah. But basically they felt like he couldn't really speak for African Americans because he's not African American. You're African. And your experience is not like ours here. You have an experience, but it's not like ours this is just what they were saying. I, I'm just saying. Because I'm but, over here like holding my head like. But the one thing I can say that I felt that was different with Trevor and when Charlemagne went on is. her show is that Trevor actually attempted to really like drive home his point and call her on the carpet. Right. She did a whole lot of talking over Charlemagne. Okay. In my, in my own opinion. I have to go back so, and watch it, but I might be inclined to agree with you now that I'm thinking about Charlemagne. He interview. was more passive and Trevor was not happy. I actually liked the episode, but I yeah. do, I do agree with this fact. I'm not going to like, this is one of my pet peeves and I say it all the time. I'm not going to keep repeating myself. I'm right. not, I'm not doing that with you. Right. You know, that the things that you're saying are ridiculous and you're doing it to get arise out of people you're yeah. doing it basically i don't even yeah. think she believes half of that stuff it's just i'm on tv I'm I'm young, getting, and i'm getting paid to they do think this. i'm beautiful and they're paying me to say these things and um, to spark their agenda so why I am agree. i arguing with you why am i even giving you any smoke like no i'm not doing it anymore yeah i stopped doing we, clickbait we, a long time ago with tommy and we we tried to do it with you all before and try to be as one and it feminism for all and white women put Trump in office. You're not doing it no more. Right. <laughs> Either you over there or you not. Like, and that's one thing that I that gets me so frustrated with black folks and with even when we get into politics with the division of the parties and Democrat and Republican. Why are we always having to be the bigger people? Right. Why is it always black people extending a hand to you and trying to help you understand? We've been saying it since the 1600s. Shout out to Auntie Maxine. I'm not going to keep saying it to you. I'm not going to keep inviting you in my space to just spew foolishness. Because you are just ignorant. You're willfully ignorant. You know better, but you're refusing to do better. Right. So it's like me arguing whatever That's not even my job. At this point, you can do the research, man. That's that's my only thing. So I'm not saying that we shouldn't have an open dialogue, but I'm not going to keep telling you the same stuff over and over again. Point blank. Speaking of Trump and politics and all this happening in the world in the United States of America, did you see where they, I, I think it was Monday, where they um, arrested Maria uh, Bettina. She's charged in the Robert Mueller po- probe. Yeah, they arrested, well, actually, so, I think they indicted like 12 Russian operatives mm-hmm. for meddling in the election. But they, she's a Russian spy on U.S. So- soil. And she's the one who met with Jared Kushner. Mm-hmm. Although they said that they'd never met with anyone. Right. And just um, was it yesterday, um, Trump actually met with Putin. with Putin. Mm-hmm. He's the first American president to actually go yes. to meet with him. And they, they actually met in Poland because they couldn't meet in Russia. Correct. And it's just so crazy because 
hours before he goes to meet with Putin, Mueller releases, they release this information that they've indicted 12 people. And, you know, shout out to my brother. He actually, like, gave me some information that I wasn't aware of. But I didn't realize that Putin is extremely smart. Oh, he very. has multiple degrees. He used to work in Russian intelligence. Mm-hmm. He's very, very smart. And Trump got over there and was asked in a press conference, did he believe the U.S. intelligence agencies, the FBI, CIA, yada, 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 or did he believe Putin? And he said on national TV, if Putin says he didn't do it, I believe he didn't do it. That's like basically treason. So you're saying you believe this person after we just told you, we just indicted all of these people for meddling in our election and you got on national TV. not even national, global, the global stage, and basically let them just run you and tell you what, what to say. Get your boy. Oh, he ain't my boy. Get him. He ain't my Did you see? They had these the signs. I'm telling you, the handmaid's tale makes for the best Trump sign. They had signs that said of Putin. When I tell mm-hmm. you, hollering. And it was like, oh, my God. You definitely have to watch the show to understand that sign. But that is good to me. Putin. And then it had under his eye. And I mean, just all kinds of stuff. I was just like, oh my God, these people are, they had a, a Trump blimp in a diaper. Are you serious? Yes. There's flying, this was in London, they're flying above parliament. Like, it's not just us. I want them all out. People always say they feel bad for my life. I don't feel bad for any of them. I want them all out. Was this on Donald Trump's golf course or was this in Scotland where they were protesting Trump saying no Trump, no KKK, no racist USA? I don't know. That was earlier this week. And then he went to visit um, Queen Elizabeth, and they were joking, talking about how long the Obamas got to stay with Queen Elizabeth versus, like, literally, he got, like, a couple pictures, a handshake, short conversation, and be on about your merry way with Queen Elizabeth. So they got to stay longer. Oh, the Obamas? Absolutely. They spent the night at, at Buckingham, if I'm not mistaken. Speaking of the Obamas, did you see Michelle at the concert? I did. Getting her um, her dance on, living her best life. Her, her daughter, Tina Knowles. First they of all, all, besties. I just love. Did it. you see the seats? Yeah. I mean, they were like, stay. Yeah. But but, and you know, I'm. I love funny stuff. I yeah. love people that they don't think they're. They don't realize that it's funny. Yep. But then it ends up being funny. So Talking about Miss No, uh, Tina. Yes, girl. When that smoke got to coming out, listen, she was she waving was like, that smoke, and then she just sat down like, no, no, yep. <laughs> I'm, I'm done with the smoke. Nope. And Michelle is still those. getting it. She's mm-hmm. just excited. Tina's like, no, I see. I didn't seen this. I know all of these. Right. Ideas. I've been in several word. shows. I done been here. I done been here before. I'm gonna sit down. It's that was so. Funny. Listen, Tina knows makes me laugh every day. She'd be like, we're out in Paris um, at brunch with some more of our friends. And like every day it's a different brunch with different friends. <laughs> She'll be like, and it's corny joke time. Always it's corny joke time. I just love when her and her boo are all laid up together. I just think it's so cute. Me too. Did you see the corny joke? I can't remember the joke she told, but Beyonce must have been filming the joke because she was like, and com- that was um, compliments to Beyonce. And Beyonce, I love her voice. I love her voice. But she was like, oh, no. And she cut, you can hear Beyonce saying, oh, she no. She and didn't she, want her to say that it was her she cut the it. film off. She cut it right then. You're going to have to show it to me. It's so good. I love them because they black. Aww. I mean, they super black. Okay, so we need to move on. So do we want to talk about, oh, I do want to mention um, that France did win the World Cup. And so there was some discussion online this week or this weekend about how okay so they won against Croatia four to two 
And there's some discussion about like global racism and uh, xenophobia and Islamophobia. And they were talking about how 80% of the team is from Africa Mm -hmm. to include Senegal, the Congo, Guinea, I think Mali and Cameroon. I might be missing one place, but um, 50% of the team is Muslim. And then I think that's it. But anyway... So that even in France, like, they really need to come off of some of that Islamophobia, some of that racism, and some of that uh, xenophobia. And I couldn't agree more, so I just want to mention that because, you know, conversation sparks more conversation. But isn't that the case everywhere? Everywhere, We're going through the same thing with the anthem. Mm -hmm. It's the same thing. As long as you're menstrualing for them in some kind of way. Yep, they're fine. They're fine. It's great. Soccer is the world's sport. Yeah, you can oh, you can just state doing that. Mm-hmm. Don't speak up for yourself though. Don't call me out on my BS. Yep. Just do what I'm paying you to do, nigga. Exactly. Basically, that's what that is. I don't work like that. Okay, so do we want to talk about Maury Matson? Do we want to talk about the Georgia police, or do we want to talk about Jay Z and Beyonce before we move on? You choose. I didn't. I, I want to talk about. I wanted, I wanted to talk about something else. But okay, not, we can we can do two things. We can do whatever it is you want to talk about and one of those other things. Let's talk about Jay-Z and Beyonce. Okay. <laughs> if I have to pick, I'm picking about it. I'm talking about Jay-Z and Beyonce. I don't want to talk about anything that's going to depress me. Okay, so Jay-Z and Beyonce are now worth a combined $1.25 billion. Woo! And Let counting. me hold on. Right. <laughs> Let me hold on. Um, and counting, so they're grossing about five million, well, a little over five million per show. Mm-hmm. On the run, two has reportedly grossed seventy nine, almost eighty million dollars in total, and has yet to begin its U.S. leg. I'm so excited for them. So, what is all of this about them not selling tickets? Girl, let's talk about that right quick. It's it's actually on track to um, be between in between one hundred and eighty and two hundred million dollars. Um, I don't understand where that's coming from. I think that people look at the videos sometimes. It's just speculation. I think they look at the videos and they see the empty seats from the stage, but they don't even sell those seats. Mm -mm. Those seats are not on sale because the way they have the stages set up and the visuals, you know, Beyonce cares about visuals. You can't see them from those seats. So if you're facing, if the cameras are facing the stage or like you have somebody recording from the pit, like where the beehive stands Mm -hmm. and they're, camera is facing up you're not going to see the people behind you unless you know the camera's following Beyonce running out to you know whatever stage they have jutting out Mm -hmm. so um I don't know girl but trust me they making that money and speaking of Jay-Z and Beyonce this is a kind of like a sidebar so um there was this this tweet going around from this girl her name is Raven B. Verona and she posted something on Twitter in 2014 right Mm -hmm. and it basically she's a photographer and she basically said um i'm here like planning shots in my head from on the run like i really wish i could be there and blah 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 blah. Mm -hmm. and now she's a tour photographer for on the run too so just speak it because it's happening dreams are coming true out here man it's just coming true because now she's send me that girl that makes me happy pictures of on the just like the dancer who said you know um i think it was a guy who was a dancer and a girl who was a dancer who wanted to dance with beyonce or have met her before and wanted to be on tour with her and now they are Mm -hmm. so 
thought that was good. <coughs> so what I want to talk about, and it kind of segues into our conversation, is this whole, and I know we said that we weren't going to talk about oh, my God. them on our podcast. You already got my stomach hurting because I, I don't I, like it. I think we need to talk about it, especially given what we're going to you know, kind of dive into. So this whole Forbes um, issue, latest issue with Kylie on the front and, and saying that she's going to be like the youngest or first youngest female billionaire almost billionaire she's at 900 million off kylie cosmetic lip kits alone and i just find that hard to believe i find it hard to believe because and i'll and i'll tell you i'll tell you why not not to say that she can't be you know almost a billionaire but being self-made per dictionary.com they were being shady and tweeted this a couple days ago Self-made means having succeeded in life unaided. So when I think about somebody that's self-made, I think about Oprah. I think about Denzel Washington. I think about Will Smith. You know, people like that who, Tyler Perry, people who have come from nothing and built themselves up without any assistance, you know, like monetary-wise from anybody. Like they just... Use their talents and their wits and their skills to get to where they are. Where they are, and there was a good quote made by Sonny Hostin on um, the View, and they brought this topic up. And Sonny basically said, "Is it really self-made when you're born on third base and you make a home run?" Thank you. Is it really? That's it, all I'm saying. Is it really self-made? You're already on third base. Yeah. Not only they can they no. can throw some balls and walk you to 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 the home run period like what are you talking about and then kylie said that she started with 250 million where did that 250 million come from it came off the backs of what your family had already been putting into motion so you didn't just wake up one day and be like oh i'm starting this with zero dollars or 25 dollars or a thousand dollars of my own money that i made and blossom into this hasn't kim kardashian had a um um cosmetic line and they've sold clothes like she and uh courtney have sold clothes together they've had pop-up shops and different shops in different cities and so you mean to tell me she has made 900 like i'm curious to know what the conversation is i do not believe it and i don't care if it was in forbes magazine and i know that she has a very intelligent mother and it may just be one of those situations where they finagled the numbers Nine hundred million dollars is not her net worth. Okay, Mm-mm. it's just not, not even close. So I don't know if it's one of those situations where we're trying to get, and by we I don't mean me, but you know what I mean. Like Chris Jenner is trying to get her to be a billionaire, which you know is a good goal for a mom to have for her kids or whatever. But by stranger things have happened. So by making your kid a part of the billionaire conversation, that makes that person more coveted. Mm-hmm. So of course everybody's gonna work with the next, um, you know, billionaire. You mean to tell me she got more money than Mark Zuckerberg? No, nope. I'm not buying that. No, I am not and buying. You can fight me. I've already I'm said this to you off that. of the air. She's o- not close this to being billionaire. This dude is over here making Facebook his own robot. Mm-hmm. You mean to tell me that that Kylie Jenner has more money than Mark Zuckerberg? I'm not buying it. I said no. And I'm told not you. buying it. And and I just feel like it's one of those things. Kind of like the Molly Cyrus situation where they 
latch onto this blackness and then just take it off like an invisibility cloak mm-hmm. whenever they're they're tired of it. Exactly. So I'm just trying to figure out like why are we still even buying into this? Because people are so we've had this conversation before about how, you know, people like black things just not in black spaces. Mm-hmm. Or they like to be in black spaces but as long as it's not like with black people. Right. I just, you know, we're used to the culture vulture. I don't know. The the whitewashing, all of that. It just looks better to some people when it's not coming from us. So, so. there's that. Um, which I, I guess was a good segue then because I definitely want to talk about that today. Um, I want to talk, well, from and from this angle. So, I want to talk about like black cultural influences on like European culture or other cultures you know what I'm saying like everything not everything but a lot of things most of the things all (laughs) of the things most of the things (laughs) string from African culture um from like folklore to food music movement you know we not only shape U.S. culture but we become ingrained in like everything that happens Mm-hmm. from the ground up so I, I kind of do want to just run through some of that today and talk about how we have influenced some of the most basic functions of the way we live even here in America gotcha let's do it um so I definitely want to start with um something that people most people are familiar with I know we've spoken about uh, monuments and mm-hmm. you know we will probably touch one day on the history of pyramids and all of that stuff. But you, I will never let you shoot the nose off my pharaoh. Thank you. Yeah. You know that's oh, like, give it time, give it time. You know that's my favorite line from that song, right? Mine too. Other than MLK Boulevard, because you know we good. Yeah, on I mean we good. <laughs> I'm good. <laughs> um. So I don't know. Well, I do know you. So you guys know what like an obelisk is, right? I don't. Oh, so the mall on Washington has an obelisk like right there in the middle of it. It's one of those monolithic pillars that go like straight up and it's the same on each side. Okay. So that is also considered a monument that did not start here. Uh, It started in Africa. (laughs) (laughs) Right. Started in Africa. The Greeks got it from the Africans. The Latinos got it from the Greeks. And the English got it from the Latinos. So, Just like everything else. Boom. Like medicine. Girl, let's talk about that. Um, oh, go ahead. Mathematics. All, all of those things. Astrology. So with regards to math, the, the earliest records of geometry... Um, were actually found in Africa where they used ropes to calculate the area of land. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That's dope. You mentioned medicine. Yeah. Not just medicine. So, okay, let's talk about the medicine portion for a while. First of all, people in Africa used to treat illnesses with not only herbs, but like ground up animal parts. Mm-hmm. Um, and Africa has the oldest recorded medicines and like recording uh recordings of um what do you call them like recipes Mm -hmm. so the treatments of wounds with the herbs and the um ground up animal parts 
Uh, they created logs of medicinal recipes, medicinal procedures, um, mm-hmm. surgeries, mm-hmm. surgical tools with holes in them were, have been found, like in African tombs. Mm-hmm. And I, the thought is that maybe they had holes in them so that you can hang them up, you know, so they just wouldn't be laying all the over ground. the ground. And they have surgery logs even detailing, like, the removal of cysts and tumors. Genius. Way back when, like, like B.C. I'm talking, like, B.C., you guys. Um, one interesting thing that I found was that um, Africans are um, credited with successfully introducing rice to the Americas. Um, Shut your mouth. Rice came from Madagascar to South Carolina um, in the 1700s. And we're, I'm saying we're because, I mean, that's my people or whatever. (laughs) Um, We were also responsible for the three indispensable systems um, using groundwater, springs, and soil and moisture reservation. We're credited with basically teaching them how to do that. And And I'm pretty sure that the indigenous people mm-hmm. taught them some of that as well because they they were you know good growers if mm-hmm. that's if that's how to say that right. you know they had crops and things so people of color in some way influenced Europeans um, with even the food they eat. I was reading that like kidney beans and those types of things came over on the the ships to um, feed if they were even feeding them enough. Yeah. But they used that to, to feed the enslaved peoples, and they got those beans and those types of things from Africa and bought them over with them. And one thing I want to say about Madagascar is, and I know this is a sidebar, I'm tired okay. of seeing y'all with these Africa tattoos, and ain't no Madagascar. Madagascar has to be down there at the bottom, or right. it's not the whole continent of Africa. Have you ever noticed that? I have. People get these... I've actually gotten into a conversation with somebody about it before. Yeah, yeah. people get tattoos of Africa, and they do not put Madagascar mm-hmm. at the very bottom, like then you don't have the whole you don't have a whole tattoo of Africa. And I know that's nitpicky, but it's still valid. Are, Some people might not know, you know. You I know, mean research what you gonna no, get a tattoo uh, of. They just say, I want a picture of Africa. Oh my God. Well that that was one um, interesting thing that I um that I found and we all know that music yes. comes from us. Exactly. The, the the drum of the beat and I always when I hear like, you know, the drum beat and especially like tribal drum beats it, it just always remind me it, it reminds me of like a heartbeat like because that's where life began so and I just feel like black people African people people of African descent even you know Dominicans Puerto Ricans Brazilians we carry that rhythm with us exactly. it's just something that is just like an ancestral thing that we've you know always carried with us and and enslaved people use drums to communicate um, because they were stripped of their languages. And I know most of us know this, but for people who don't know this, like Africa is not just one big bland map. There are different countries with different tribes, different languages, different customs, different religions. And so when they were put into these ships and brought here, they were stripped of all of that without even a way to communicate amongst themselves. Exactly. So they use music a lot to communicate. They use music to, you know, give out signals of when it was time to run and when it was time to hide. They use music to get them through um, working the land and they they created their own hymnals, which we still sing some of those today. Mm-hmm. And I think that's why we as a culture were so ingrained into our 
music. It's how we relate. It's how we express. It's how, you know, we get our feelings out. Mm-hmm. And it's just... We de-stress. Yeah, it's just come with us from the motherland. And we've just used it in our own way to evolve and to make money and to drive certain communities. And people have stolen things mm-hmm. from us and trying to claim it as their own. But I think that's one of the most, you know just in the forefront of your mind things that we brought here that have that has been whitewashed and I don't think they've taken it from us but it's like we always have to kind of go back and grab it back or like do something new with it yes yeah to to try to keep a hold of it yep um you mentioned um I can't remember exactly what you said that sparked my memory but like tribal tattoos, like body adornment for different reasons, um, has also come from mm-hmm. Africa. Whether it has something to do, had something to do with you being at war or like your family affiliation, mm-hmm. your um, wealth, mm-hmm. earrings, piercings, yep. the lip rings, mm-hmm. the scarring. You can see a lot of um, in Black Panther because we mm-hmm. had a Black Panther episode because we watched it a million times. I know I did. Um, they try to showcase a lot of that from the different tribes um like that those are real things Mm -hmm. yep um Um, another thing i wanted to talk about was um obviously our food you mm -hmm. know they like to call it southern cuisine but it's soul food Mm -hmm. and um enslaved people basically got thrown all the scraps and so that's how we get the chitlins and the pig feed and all that type of stuff because basically we had to use what we had to survive and to have food to eat all the leftover seasons that they didn't want lard was cheap and Mm -hmm. so we ended up you know taking lard and that's how we came up with the deep frying and putting butter in everything and making it taste good because those are the scraps that we were left with and you know we have cultural vultures like paula dean and people who steal our food and make billions of dollars off of it but at the end of the day it's soul food and it's ours Mm -hmm. point blank Africans came up with the alphabet system um, or the idea of phonetic um, phonetics like where every symbol represents a particular sound Mm -hmm. uh, rather than like one whole word so Semitic people crafted like a 22 letter alphabet basically like even though we don't use their alphabet per se anymore like they had a 22 letter alphabet based on um unilateral signs Mm -hmm. and that's like post hieroglyphics or like during the same time as hieroglyphics but it was born out of that so um they created it it was eventually adopted by the phoenicians and so forth and so on until you know a b c d e f g also um another and and i don't know why i didn't know this but I should have already put two and two together, but nursery rhymes have been oh, accredited yes. to African culture, kind of like the fables, like Aesop's fables folklore. and those types of things. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you mentioned folklore. So mm-hmm. Chicken Little, Br'er Rabbit, and Br'er Fox all were derived from Three of my Africa. favorites. I mean, don't they sound like, they sound like an African story at heart. Chicken Little. Chicken yeah. Little? Mm-hmm. Yeah. The sky Br'er is Fox. falling. Yeah. So a lot of those... And you know what? And I can see, I can see, and I just say that other people don't have whatever they tell, but I can just see those black women mothering these children that were not theirs and passing on these African tales mm-hmm. to these non-black children and their own children too. But Br'er Rabbit? I, I can just see how Come on. that, mm-hmm. you know, took off. Um, 
image. Going back to what we talked about, like, with the pyramids, with them shooting the noses off, mm-hmm. you know, so it wouldn't, it, they could be whitewashed, mm-hmm. um, and, and people wouldn't be able to recognize that these were images of black people, even down to Lady Liberty herself. Yes. The initial design was of a black enslaved In woman chains. with shackles were chains. on her. Mm-hmm. Um, and they wanted to take the shackles off because, once again, God forbid mm-hmm. that black people hold any type of real significance in this um, country. Mm-hmm. Um, not only those types of things. I think one time we mentioned, or you mentioned on an episode about um, a, a woman who was black, one of the queens from back in the day in, in England, mm-hmm. who was black, and they basically whitewashed her picture. So mm-hmm. people wouldn't realize that she was black. That's happened so much. Queen Charlotte. Queen Charlotte mm-hmm. in history. Um, and even now with kind of like what we were talking about with Kylie and the the taking of black features and just putting them on non-black people like the lip injections, the skin tanning, the um, butt shots, the hip shots. I mean, all of this stuff is just what we are and who we are. And I, and I kind of just jotted a bit down about um, Sarah Bartman, yeah. um, the original hot and tight Venus about how they stole her. Well, not necessarily stole her because it's unclear don't quote me on that. Right. It's unclear whether she went with them as some tor- sort of payment mm-hmm. or for to work for money to tour. or they mm-hmm. took her. But, you know, she had the big hips, big, um, butt. big butt, and she was used in um, freak shows as, as a, as a sideshow attraction. I just can't believe, going back to the Kardashians, since you brought them up today, the Kardashians. I didn't Jennifer, bring up I just, the Kardashians. I said Jenner. Well, I don't care. <laughs> now that they all fit in together, I just cannot believe that whenever... What is it? Paper magazine. Mm-hmm. When Kim was in Paper magazine, all that her, picture. Yes, that. I mean, as soon as, mm-hmm. as it only had to be one of those scenarios where, like, you must not know who Sarah Bartman is at all, and not her. I'm just saying, like, these other people, because as soon as I saw the photo, I, who do you think? I immediately thought of Sarah Bartman, and then my thoughts are like, it was I, disgusting. Like you're. Listen, if you want to take photos where, you know, you don't have any clothes on, like I am somebody who believes in just nudity, the freedom behind what nudity represents. Right. So I don't care about that. But that specifically just looks so intentional to me. Like you look like you are a a whitewashed representation of Sarah Bartman and people are praising the picture and I just couldn't get with it. I'm going to tell you, this is what I, this is one thing that I can't stand is how when you take something and, and then try to like basically sell my culture back to me, it makes absolutely no sense. Just like the whole thing with the braids. We could even talk about that. Like braids are a way for black people to protect their hair Mm -hmm. to keep it out of the way. And it, it was actually... I feel as if it was birthed out of necessity. Like, it was. We gotta figure out something to do with our hair. And mm-hmm. then it turned into, okay, I'm wearing my hair like this, so we're gonna make it cute. And you know, Lonnie's gonna put the beads in, we're gonna rock it, and mm-hmm. this is gonna be a style, and my hair is out of the way, it's up, I ain't got to worry about it. Like, right. I just feel like that's just how black women are. And for you to then braid your hair and then try to tell me what a damn, bra- where a braid cut, girl, girl didn't get I, out didn't, of my face. Did I send you the little video of the uh, woman on? Where I was going to. Okay. Wendy Williams. Yes. How you gonna say, let me teach you a trick to two black women? You then she's trying to brush the baby hair back. 
So this Girl, you don't brush baby hair back. You brush it forward and swoop it around sometimes, and depending on what the shape of your head is. Even Wendy had to say, "Give me that," because yeah, that's we not know. Right. She's like, "Well, brush it." Wendy's like, "I know what to do. We brush it forward." Right. But tell me, let me show you all a little trick. Girl, <laughs> I was sitting there like, no, she did not. The toothbrush, girl, do you not know we use a toothbrush? We brush our teeth, then when we get old, we clean our shoes with it. Yes. We do our baby hairs with one. Like, you ain't teaching us nothing, nothing. new. Quit trying to take what we do and just sell it back to me. It just pisses me off. That goes back to the statement that I made about, I mean, sort of goes back to the statement that I made about, like, Papa John's. And I was kind of talking about the Kardashian-Jenner clan whenever I made the statement, like, at the end of the day, we start boycotting them. It doesn't matter because we gave them all of our money. And by us, I mean y'all because I don't mean oh, me because I do not. But I'm just saying, like, we got to stop doing that. It's so aggravating. And trust me, if one of my friends who happens to be Caucasian has a business, I'm supporting that business. Yeah. You know why? Because if you're my friend, then you probably get it. Listen. Anyway, if the quality is great, that's fine. That I am not saying only support black business, but I'm just saying you got to be forward thinking about whether people actually care about the people. That's what it is for me. That matters. Do you care about the people who are purchasing your stuff? Do you care about your clients or do you care about making the money off of the people? And then you're going to throw the whole people away. Just throw the whole, just throw all the people away. See, that, and I, I, I you pay, can't have my money. And, that, and that's why, like, when you ask me about my friend in the video, mm-hmm. like, I will support her no matter what. Mm-hmm. She will support me no matter what because she's going to wear one of my Black Smart Prowl shirts with Worthy on it when Black Smart Prowl sleeps. She don't care. Right. Like, that's my friend. <laughs> like, and because she cares about me. Right. And I care about her, but... Not everybody is like that. Not, right. And you just have to be cautious. I don't need to go out of my way. I know we all, we just went all the way back. But I'm sorry. I don't need to go out of my way to be nice to white people just because I'm black to prove a point. I just don't. You better get out of my head. I wanted to use this for my good word today, but I'm just going to throw you it can. in here. Um, okay. I'm going to get my good word early. Okay. Go ahead. This is my good word. And I heard it today. And it's a quote from... My Angelou. No, I'm going to give you two good words. This is the first. Mm-hmm. Because my other one is good too. Anyway. <laughs> basically, the quote says, there is nothing real about being modest. Nothing real about being modest. Why should I dumb down my blackness for you? I'm being fake. Mm-hmm. Why Why should I do is nothing real about being modest? Because what am I being, what am I being modest about? Providing that level of comfort for someone else is doing a disservice to both parties. Me and you. Mm-hmm. Why are we being modest about who we are? Because either way you're going to steal it, either way you're going to steal it and repackage it and try to sell it back to me and tell me that you're doing it better than the originator. Yep. That's all you're doing. Yep. That's all you're doing. Why, why should I be modest about me? Girl. Because you can't do it like me. That's bossy. That's bossy. I like that. And, you know, and it's taken me... Well, I've always kind of felt that way. I've always been militant in that yeah, mindset. Mm-hmm. But I'm really to the fact now, of, like, I don't care whether or not my blackness makes you uncomfortable. Right. I do not care. That's that's your problem. That's not, That has nothing to do with me. Right. All I know is you just need to respect me, and I respect you. Just don't try no silly shit. Right. Point blank. You can be uncomfortable. Like just don't sell- try nothing with me. Like selling me seeds that don't work. Selling me seeds that don't work. 
calling the police on me for selling lemonade. It, or using a coupon. That y'all, that the manufacturer sent me to my house. Okay? <laughs> don't don't play don't play in my face. Yep. Do not sit up here and play in my face. Shout out to Camilla Hudson. Sorry that happened to you, girl. Hudson like the river. That's, what <laughs> That's right. That's what she said in the video. Yes, Hudson like the river. You right. Oh, yeah, you right. Mm-hmm. Don't don't play in my face like that. Do you did you read that he um I'm sorry, I did end up going back to him, Maury um Matson, who called the police on Miss Hudson. Did you hear that he's been busted in the past for forging signatures? But you're worrying about whether or not I want to use a coupon for the store. That's why he's so paranoid because he do fraud. He was stuff. shaking. You hear he me? Was he like was shaking like a hooker in church. Like a hooker in church. I said, Oh Lord, is he gonna have a seizure? Looked like it. I was like at first I thought maybe something was wrong. He was just terrified. Because he knew he was in the wrong. And did you read where he had already tried to call them before? And they, and hung, they hung up, up on him. So, shout out to the police who hung up on him. Um, like, sir, bye. Anyway, sorry. Back to um, life. Back to reality. Back to life. And another thing I wanted to mention while we're on it, and I'm, I'm, I'm going to cool it. Mm-hmm. But, you know, um, Columbus obviously did not discover America. Mm-hmm. Um, Ponce de Leon. Yes, I was going to mention Ponce de Leon, too. Go ahead. Ponce de Leon actually stepped foot on Florida soil mm-hmm. in 1513. Mm-hmm. And so, do you know who Juan Garrido is? I do. Please let the people know. <laughs> you like I roll my I do. You, you did like, a good job. <laughs> I roll my all okay. way So, Juan Garrido was an African-Spanish conquistador mm-hmm. <laughs> and a member of Ponce de Leon's expedition and thought to be the first. Yep. African president, president, Lord no, Jesus. Ma'am. I'm sorry, Barack. First Barack. African presence in what is now the Americas, the Americas in Florida. That's right. So, free man. Teach your children this stuff, okay? And I'm telling you, they don't call me in the superintendent's office because I'm waiting on the day that I have a child. And they come home talking about this Christopher Columbus. I'm be like, I'm gonna sit down. Cause mm-hmm. me and you tell get, your teacher I said and the whole class a history lesson today, and I dare her to give you a bad I've, grade. I've already him said her, that. I dare him or her to give you a bad I've grade. I've already said that if my truth. child goes to public school, then when they get to that portion, I'm gonna have to take some days off so that I can go in kind of like um black Aunt Viv and um help the teacher out okay. in the classroom. Because we're gonna get this right. Mm-hmm. And I don't, and I don't want to see nothing but A's. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but anyway, so. I'm gonna let y'all know that because I don't think a lot of I, I think many people don't know they people still think Christopher Columbus still just came over here and I don't know nobody black. Maybe it's just a circle that I have, but I don't know any black people who think that Christopher <laughs> who Christopher who? Girl, I don't know who you are, but the only Christopher we acknowledge is Wallace. Okay, right. That's it. But that's all. I, I think we um. I touched on everything. Almost. Just about. There's many, 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 many things. That's true. We did, but I just want to run down a couple. Like, we started bowling. Okay. Archaeologists have found, like, bowling balls and lanes and stuff like that. We started paper. So, Mm -hmm. technically, like, writing on things. Um, um, Papyrus was, like, 3000 BC instead of carving stuff into or carving words into stone. Why did I say papyrus? So because it's pronounced both ways, I've heard oh, people say it? it both ways. Oh gosh, I'm like, am I stupid? No. <laughs> <laughs> Bye, Courtney. Because I clearly say papyrus. Um, no, I've heard people say it both ways. I just don't say it that way. Um, West Asia, don't don't do me. <laughs> Y'all should see how don't she just play. made hand motions at don't me. Don't play in my face. 
Anyway, um, so like the the Chinese did eventually invent like actual paper in 100 BC, but we started that whole writing with pens and everything. Um, they just uh, Europeans moved to parchment paper, and then Chinese moved to regular paper. Um, the modern like door locks, we did that. We did glass. We did toothpaste for oral health. So, you know, people have been, like, trying to keep their teeth clean or whatever or stuff out of them. But we, like, invented a recipe for toothpaste and the actual toothbrush. And, catch this. Catch this tea. Wigs. The men. Wigs to beat the heat, actually, in, in Africa. Seriously. Okay, so... Y'all should see her face. So, yes, it, it, the assumption that, you know, we made the first wigs, that's that's okay, right? But we actually did it, or the men in Egypt did it to beat the heat. So, and for fashion, mm-hmm. and to protect, like, at the time against head lice mm. or whatever. So, but it makes sense that the primary reason would be to beat the heat. Like, if you... You know, don't have any hair on your, take all your hair off of your head and then you're like outside a lot, Mm -hmm. just in that African heat that the wigs would, um, you know, kind of protect your skin from burning. Yeah, because you're definitely going to get a sunburn. Bloop. So, don't say I never taught you nothing. But Kylie said that nobody was wearing wigs until she started. Don't break. Listen, if you need to say her name, if you need to say her name one more time, gonna say it because I don't want to hear it again on the show. I'm this is the only one, this is one night only, okay? One night only, this is one night only, just because you know it's relevant to and and let me give my disclaimer. Y'all know that's the only reason why I brought that up. The only reason why I brought her up was because we were talking about whitewashing, yeah. And it won't be brought up again. But we, I needed to get that out there because it's an insult to, pe- to some of the people that I named for you to sit up here and say you call yourself made. Correct. Like, come on now. Get it together. Get it together. This has been like a sing-songy Ooh. episode. You hear me? Get it together. Anyway, shout out to you guys if you know of anything else. Um, you know, the black people started that we didn't touch on. Feel free to hit us up and tag us. Yes, let us know, boo. All right, so B, what did you find inspiring or funny this past week since you did so much? Um, I think the most inspiring or one of the most inspiring things was the God is Dope event. Uh-huh. Um... Just, like I said before, hearing from someone who has, you know, just took an idea and and watched it grow and has nurtured it and has turned it into this, you know, a company basically was was very, very inspiring. And, and like I stated before, I'm very big into signs. Right. And so after um, I went to that event, I just, you know, was driving on my way back and I was thinking to myself, like, man, I am not doing enough. Like, I could be doing a lot more and, you know, just really, like, pushing and making sure that I'm staying focused on my goals. And so then Sunday, um, I attended church and I've said it on here before, I'm obsessed with John P. Key. I love Mm -hmm. him. So um, I went to Pastor Key's church and his message, and I'm not kidding, his message on Sunday was secure in the bag. And I was like, see, that's what I'm Right on time. About. Signs, so, signs and wonders. Signs and wonders. Okay, mm-hmm. so those things inspired me 
this week and kind of like made me feel like, you know, okay, you're doing some things, but I know that I'm not doing it to the level at which I could be doing it. Right. Um, and that's pretty much what has inspired me. Excuse me. What about you? I actually like that a whole lot. So there is um, a comedian who actually lives in Charlotte, mm-hmm. um, and her state her name is um, Stacy Lou Askew. And I saw a post of hers, and I don't remember exactly what the post said, but the caption was something like, "Y'all still asking people to put food on your plate? Um, don't be burdened by nose and ignores. Go grocery shopping." Turn on the oven and cook your own meal. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I was just like, <laughs> whoa. Mm-hmm. I've seen a lot of things that inspired me, made me laugh this week. Like the um, guy who did the uh, Beyonce Coachella dance for the swim warm yes, up. That was that cute. Was good. Um, some things posted by For Harriet, who facilitates Black Girls Gather, which will be here at the beginning of August. So, I'll probably tell you guys about that next week. Um, but that really stuck to my ribs. Like, go grocery shopping, turn on your oven, and cook your own meal. That's just like when, you know, that meme that, that was going around Instagram that says, stop begging for a seat at the table and just make your own. Right. Just make your own. It's truly. So, I rock with that. Okay. Shout out to Stacy for that, that tidbit. Um, all right. So what's your good word for the good people or was that it? Um, no, it I have another one because this is something that I need to do and I realized it this past weekend. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I often just sometimes feel like I just run into the same, not the same people, but the same types of people over and over again, you know, whether it's relationship wise, whether it's business wise. And so I know this is, not a new saying, but I just think it applies to multiple aspects of life. Mm-hmm. And so my good word for you all this week is to just basically just cast your net wide. Cast it wider. Reach wider. Go outside your norm. Um, because you can't be upset with reaping what you sow if you're sowing the same seeds in the same you know, bit of soil, earth, same yeah. soil. Like you, you can't. So you have to like spread out some, venture out, do new, do new things, do uncomfortable things. I was so uncomfortable this past weekend, but I feel like I'm a better person for it. Now I still get sweaty armpits when I have to get up and talk in front of people, but mm-hmm. we're gonna work on that. So just you know, cast your net a little bit wider. Visualize, you know, bigger. Dream bigger. Reach for you know better. Like I was just talking to my trainer this morning. And he was just saying how he just remembered wanting to live uptown and just be able to look out into the city. And he yeah. was like, I just used to visualize myself like I'm going to be there. Yeah. And now he's there. You know, you have to go after these things. Don't don't be afraid to just throw your net out there and pull back in some good things. So that's really all I have to say. I like it. Thank Very you. nice. Thank you. Thank you for your contribution. You're welcome. Um, do, I, do I... Can I just expect my check in the mail? Thank you. Sure. Okay, cool. <laughs> Give me my coins. Hand me my purse. Um, so, it's, my good word is more like a, com- you know what? 
this is a conversation for a different day, but I'm still mm-hmm. going to make it my good word. And I had this, I want people to know where this was birthed from. But my good word for the good people is you have the right to control your narrative. Mm-hmm. So this, um, this statement encompasses so much. But it came, it was birthed from a conversation between B and I where I was discussing hairstylists mm-hmm. and my trouble with hairstylists in the past slash present a little bit, although, you know, there's one that's taking care of me now. Mm-hmm. Um, but so many things that hairstylists do that I just don't like, I don't believe in from a customer service standpoint, et cetera, et cetera, and friendships also. Mm-hmm. Um, so I had a hairstylist who was famous for taking my pictures and I felt like they knew that they were wrong because they wouldn't tag me in them. Mm-hmm. Um, so they would take a before picture and an after picture and then post them. And I think the goal was to get their followers to say, see how much better I made her look. Yeah. But it, you know, everything matters to me, even the little things. So like posture, stuff like that. Like, how dare you post my picture without my permission? And I, it came from a conversation where I asked B, you know, like, do hairstylists even ask their clients if it's okay? Or do they just assume that because it's their craft, they can, um, you know, post a photograph much like friends. And I'm doing quotation marks in the air because this is not very friendly. Mm-hmm. Who do the same thing, who will post a picture of you that isn't flattering of you, but is of them or just isn't of you. And it's only of you, but it doesn't look good. Um, and maybe you ask them if they will remove it and they get an attitude or that, you know, it's their space. So they put it wherever they want to, which is sort of true, but you have the right to control your narrative. You know what I'm saying? If you don't want to be out there looking foolish or you don't want to be seen in certain spaces or seen in a certain light, it is okay. It does not mean that you're trying to appear perfect to people, Mm -hmm. but everyone, every single person, whether you're an entrepreneur or not. You are a walking brand. You represent something, whether it's yourself. If you're young enough, you're representing your family or your parents. I can remember like wanting to do stuff sometimes and not because my first thought was, okay, how is this going to make my mother look? Yeah. You know, so you are a walking brand for something. Your job, you know, when you're in certain environments, you are a walking brand for your job. And so you just have the right. Don't feel bad. Uh, for telling people, I'm not going to do this. I'm not going to wear this. I'm not going to say this. I will not allow you to take my pictures, especially if people have a, his- a history of posting unflattering things of you. I would not let them take my pictures anymore. I'd be like, well, no, I can't get in a photograph with you because I don't know what you're going to do with it. So exactly. let me, I'll take a picture of you guys. How about that? So just, just remember that. And that, that's something that I'm definitely working on. I already knew that, but sometimes I just let people be, because I don't be in the mood to argue because I, I'm here and I'm all the way at the top. I don't really have a middle ground. So while I'm working on the middle ground, I try to keep it cool. Right. Anywho, that's just my that piece. Was good. That was good. Yeah. Anything you don't want the people to forget before we talk to them next week? Um. Yes, I have um two things. So the deadline to register to vote in November elections is October the 12th, mm-hmm. 2018. You can still register um, the same day during the 17-day early voting period before each election. And if you have further questions or just kind of want to read more detail about the voting process, go to ncsbe.gov for more info. Also, this weekend on July the 22nd, um, Power in One is hosting an Afro Cool Fest 
at Black Market Charlotte at Camp North End. It's going to be from 12 p.m. to 4 p.m. Um, there's going to be uh, music by DJ Steelwheel, um, a Power in One pop-up shop, artist showcase, brunch, and more. So come out and um, you got to RSVP, though, I guess probably so they'll know how much brunch to get. But, yeah. Um, RSVP at www.elwqc.com. So go out and support your um, local entrepreneurs, the, you know, Charlotte art scene is popping it really is it's really popping so go out there and support and you know so so that we can keep having folks that do these dope events um and keep these black businesses alive mm-hmm. and you you know something i want to manifest for like the 2019 year i want us to be working at essence in 2019 and so i know like Saying that out loud on the air is a huge deal, but it kind of like holds my feet to the fire to see how, you know, we can make that happen. And maybe it's not for me. Maybe somebody else will hear this and be able to make it happen for us. I don't know. I'm willing to do the work, but I just want to manifest that for the 2019 uh, year. And hopefully we'll be able to rewind this episode and say. So you're saying we need some press passes. I'm just saying something. Because people was down there working. I was like, child, let me get on. Right. Let me get on. I've been dollars. on. I've been on. Tell me who's going to I'm just saying. Oh, yeah. Let us just get on. Facts. Or whatever. Or whatever. You're the greatest. You're a wealth of knowledge. Oh, this is so me? much fun. Yeah. Little on me? YouTuber, I'll be learning stuff. Courtney be learning. <laughs> Courtney be learning. Courtney be learning. I love it. So we'll talk to you guys next week. I'm a girl named Tiffany. And I'm Courtney B. And we out. Yeah. <laughs>